Hi, this is Caitlin McFarland. And this is Emily Gibson. And we are the co-founders of ATX Television Festival. And you are listening to the TV Campfire. This week's release is the Q&A that followed Archer. Archer was at the very first year of the festival with Judy Greer, which was very cool. Which was very awesome. And that was, I mean, we were, the first year of the festival was Archer, New Girl, and The League. Funny enough, we did <laughs> The League funny. this year, too, as a trilogy. Like, we did three episodes in a row and then had a Q&A with Nick Kroll, Paul Shear, David Wayne, who directed the episode of New Girl that we did, and Judy Gurr representing Archer. Mm-hmm. And then it came back year three, and H. John Benjamin came. Archer did. Archer came back year three, and H. John Benjamin came and, and other cast members, which was super cool. But what I think is really cool about this year's panel is we took a totally like creative direction with it. So it's a storyboard artist and a producer and H. John, who is the voice of art. He is Archer. But we took a different direction with it. But would you like to tell the people? I I don't, I think they talk about it in the Q&A, but unfortunately, one time only, it's over if you weren't in the Which theater. I think it was very cool. And we told people leading into mm-hmm. the festival and at our welcome panel that this episode, people would be able to watch later when it airs on it your TV screens, but that they did something very special that you could only see at the screening in Austin. Which was that they put a cowboy hat on Archer. <laughs> Which is like so freaking cool really for them was. to do that just for our audience. Just for us. And especially, I mean, Archer, I know a lot of people watch Archer and I feel like Archer fans deeply love this show. There aren't really... My brother is one of them. Yeah, there aren't really casual Archer fans. Like people know this in and out. Mm -hmm. Ashland, our sponsor coordinator, has seen every episode of Archer like a hundred times. I know that's an exaggeration, but she's definitely seen it five or six times. They deeply, deeply love it. And so I think that that experience for seeing something really cool in Austin on screen with one of their favorite shows was just a a bit magical. Yeah, I took a screenshot of it and sent it to my brother early on and was like, look what they did. And he like called me. He was like, (laughs) what is happening? What am I looking at? What is this? And then we didn't ask. They just sort of like surprised us with it. And I think it's one of the things that this conversation will be no less interesting because you didn't see it. But it is one of those things. There's very few things. Actually, there's a lot of things that happen at the festival that can't be repeated. But that was just a very cool new thing. And then to have this conversation, which, by the way, is moderated by Matt Thompson, the executive producer. I have been told that they have just taken back their moderating power. And they, <laughs> they did, they're just they're self-moderators. Good for them. I also love that because it's beyond peer moderation. It's them having a conversation about their show and then having all of these points of view from cast and creative sort of represented is very us. And it's also, I mean, just a shout out to FX because FX has been a partner of ours since the beginning. And every with year. With Archer. Yeah, with Archer. <laughs> there you go. And the league. They grow with us every year and are tried and true sponsors and now friends mm-hmm. and partners. And we love working with them and they help make all this happen. Yeah. So please enjoy the Q&A of Archer. I'd like to introduce you guys to a couple of folks to help me uh, help us make the show. First of all, uh, Taylor Parrish, who is our lead storyboard designer. She put all that stuff together before uh, anybody else could see it. And uh, Chad Hurd, who's uh, our art director and uh, producer. He's been in charge of Archer now for like the last four or five years. And uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life, H. John Benjamin. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I think you have to press this button on the side, sorry. It's very technical. Um, 
Hello, everybody. Uh, so this season on Archer, uh, it's been quite uh, a yeah, departure for it. us to uh, get on with the got space it. stuff. I was just Is that working? Out that I got it. What's that? I was just pointing out that I got it. How did you do it? Tell me about it. You, I did what you said. You turn, you push the thing on the side. Walk me through it, step by step. Talk, talk me through this. I, I, I did fumble with it for a little bit because I thought it was a. You said press. Real button. touch and go there for a moment. But it's a switch. We got that either way, I figured it out like you know, like in fifteen seconds. <laughs> um, is this the first time you've seen that episode? Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I uh, did. You laugh once I, or twice. I enjoyed it. I did. It was really funny, right? It was good. Yeah. And and uh, well animated. Yes. 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 Um, so one of the things is, so it's a, such a huge departure for us uh, this season to go into outer space. And the reason we went there is because, as you might imagine, uh, people that make cartoons for a living are very much into sci-fi in general. I don't know if you could catch all the different, different shows we're referencing there, from small things like here in the piano, for those of you who are Battlestar fans, to alien stuff, to what else do you think was in there, Chad and Haley? A lot of 2001, yeah. a lot of 2010. Uh, some Firefly, uh, and a lot of Alien, if you're familiar with Alien, yeah. or Aliens, yeah. there's some of that as well. And the eggs just remind me of the triples in Star Trek. Yeah, that was the original impetus for the episode, as we sat around talking about what would be our version of triples, for those of you who know old, old Kirk Star Trek. I know it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Watch it every day. <laughs> uh, Taylor, when you get one of these episodes, how much do you and Chad talk before you start trying to figure out what it's going to look like and cut together like? Uh, we just, uh, I go through the script and review it, and then I hand it out to the rest of the storyboard team, and I work closely with Chad and uh, the associate art director, Justin, um, and we just go from there and communicate what he was thinking, you know, like, I'm thinking about this room looking like this, and uh, what Archer's bedroom was going to look like, and stuff like that. There's a lot of pre-planning that goes into it. I mean, we don't have a lot of time. We've got about three weeks to design it and storyboard it at the same time. And uh, sometimes uh, Archer's room, it'll be like, what does it look like? I don't know. It's a, it's a square, and there's going to be a window and a bed, and uh, here's a top-down, and I'll design from your boards. Yeah, it's like, is it going to be different from Ray's and Cyril's bedroom? And then it was, because it's bigger, because he's co-captain, co but also captain. Right. <laughs> also, I think John spends about three weeks preparing, watching different episodes before he <laughs> comes in and reads. Is that right, John? I do. I, I watched, uh, I've watched Firefly, the whole series, um, for this episode. <laughs> to prepare for it. Just you ate like fifty eggs, Cool Hand Luke style. Oh, that's in. another reference. Yeah, that's a reference I didn't pick up on. But. <laughs> um, what else is happening uh, on the show this season, Chad? About like as far as how many different types of things and places are you, can you think of that we're we're going and doing and yeah. referencing? It's a big season. Every year we get it with these coma seasons. It's, I can't believe we're doing this. We're throwing out all of our stuff. We're going to start over from It's scratch. the worst business decision I've ever made in my life because <laughs> I own the animation expensive. studio. And so like when you make a cartoon for a living, what you want to do is say like you're on the Simpsons couch and you're there all day because the, the network gives me the same amount of money every year. They're like, you know, here's your money. And I'm like, great, we'll just throw all this stuff away and start again. 
And every year I have to ask, are you, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> and we throw it all out and we start new from designs to the environments that you see. Pam being an obvious change this year. <laughs> if you didn't spot it, she's a giant rock monster. People think that we're trying to say that she's like uh, Fantastic Four, but really it's back farther than that for anybody who knows who the Herculoids are. Yep, we looked at some Herculoids. We went through probably 10 different designs for Pam before we settled on that one. So maybe I'll put some artwork out there so you can kind of see the evolution of Pam. John, is, is there anything that's changed for you over, like, you're now on a show for your 10th season as, a, yeah. as an actor doing something for 10 years? I hope it holds up. I, <laughs> I, there's not much, right? Like, because most of the characters are, stay the same pretty much every season, even despite their environments but that they change. But last season... Uh, Parnell had to... Yeah, Chris Parnell was a Nazi was last a Nazi. season. Um, <laughs> I think Archer and he did German. And characters changed it a was, bit. So it was like the opposite of Chernobyl, right? Where they're doing British. <laughs> I, I like a Nazi that does British. <laughs> uh, there were a few. I, think, um, I do think that Archer has changed a little bit, though. Like, we, oh, he, well, he's, he's softened he's a He's softened lot. up a little bit, yeah. And it's tough to do... Like, if you look back in the first season or two of Archer... It's, he was a lot more of a, uh, I would say, a womanizer, and we, he's kind of gotten a lot better, more caring about people. Yeah. And that's just because we know how soft and genuine you are. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm still going through my uh, womanizing phase, but I'm definitely softer. <laughs> but I think that's just due to age. <laughs> Oh, but I when, try, I try awful hard. This is when I wish it was at 10 o'clock at the Alamo Draft House yeah, it's at 5. It's the old 10 a.m. sex reference. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm always there for you. Yeah. Uh, well, I do like playing the scenes that are, uh, like, there was one scene in that with, with uh, Aisha, with Lana, that is, like, sort of touching. Shows yeah. Shows, yeah. That I think, at his core, he loves her. Uh, the, it's always fun. That was one thing when we started out the season that we tried to do uh, what we learned last season, which is we were tired of uh, the characters meeting each other for the first time. And so we had uh, the design of the season was that they were divorced, so they got past that, um, hey, who are you face. And so it was supposed to be like a shorthand of just having you and yeah. Lana divorce. Yeah, and, and one of my favorite scenes in the whole series was when we actually found out he was going to be a father. Yeah, well, that uh, was a really touching I, scene. I, it, was, it was great. I think I can't. That's, it's hard to remember like what seasons were. Uh, for I don't remember that. No. One, uh, yeah, but. there's a scene like uh, let's call it. See, Chad might know better than me. They're on the plane. It was uh, the end of season five. End of season five. It was, it was my favorite touching moment of the series. Is um, you know he's introduced to his baby for the first time, uh, but this season I will tell you I just got through I think two days ago watching the animatic. For animatic is when we just watched uh, Taylor and her team storyboards uh, put against the picture, so it's just black and white representations for like each five second moment. And um, the last time that I teared up when I watched an animatic was that moment when he was presented as his baby. Something happens in the season finale that is the it's the only other time that it's it's happened to me. I was so incredibly touched by seeing what happens 
towards the end of the final episode of the season. It, it was oh, wow, it reminding really? me of that. It's great. I don't remember what happened, but you don't want to <laughs> say, right? That's because you over-prepare and you get so into it. <laughs> I drew it and I don't remember. <laughs> Guys, I, 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 if I'm, If I were to guess, it's a scene with, uh, it's, uh, with uh, Jessica, right? It is. Yeah, I, I kind of remember. Well, one of our greatest, greatest loves on the show is getting to work with Jessica Walter, but we frequently um, have to, one of, my, one of my main jobs is to have a talk with Jessica before the sessions start where I have to explain very uh, dirty things. And um, <laughs> she got, so I literally had a conversation with her around the fourth or so season, and she's like, okay, tell me about teabagging. <laughs> And I was like, Jessica, can we just say it? Can we just say it and, uh, and not, not describe it? She's like, oh, please, tell me. Honey, I've seen everything. Just tell me. She, tell me what teabagging is. She just gets off on it. <laughs> she, kn she knows. She's a wonderful, she wonderful, 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 wonderful person. But to she explain is. dirty sexual things to somebody you respect and, and love so much and like <laughs> to walk out gingerly onto that ledge and explain it is... Well, you're married. You do that all the time. <laughs> Great. And my 14-year-old son's here. Let's say hello to oh him. Oh, my God. Here. Right. Hey. Let's, talk about, let's talk about this more. He'll love it. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot he was here. Yeah. It's all right. You didn't need to hear that about your parents. <laughs> do you want to tell him about that time we killed that guy? <laughs> it's all made up. Um, uh, we'll, we'll keep chatting was, up here, but I thought I'd ask, so also ask if anybody out there has any specific questions that they'd like uh, us to pretend to answer in a funny way. What can I say? Um, aside from the sexual stuff, yeah, the series can get pretty violent, like uh, uh, the uh, tableau of bodies at the end of Dreamland. Yeah. At the end of season seven, Dreamland, we had this like film noir thing going on. Is it eight? God damn it. Uh, and so that was our darkest season. And like we actually, I remember seeing the first time there was this one shot that was uh, based upon The Last Supper, Chad, right? You want to talk about what that shot looks like real quick? Yeah, it was the end of, it was when Barry shows up. He's killed all of these goons and arranged their corpses like The Last Supper. And it was disgusting. We it was, it was awful. We had around. Uh, there was spoiled food in front of them. And it was really pretty cool looking, but it was disgusting. It was beautiful and, and, and disgusting. very violent. And so that one image stuck in my brain so hard that that made us go when we decided to go to the island for the next season. That's, that image is why that island is so bright and cheery and like we're like a dress camera sometimes and we get silly is because that image was like, oh gosh. Um, and so uh, going from that to this and trying to figure out what's, what's funny about it um, is always kind of a chore. And I think this season... Um, you, we don't necessarily kill as things as much, and I think this season's a much jokier season and a lighter season um, because we felt that we went a little too dark in, in that seven. Did that answer your question? I don't no. know. I started rambling. No. I didn't answer anything, did no. I? No. Well, I think he was also saying, has FX ever pushed Oh, has back? FX? There's been two things that FX, uh, who's been very great partners, uh, asked us not to do kindly. 
uh, I think season two, there was a moment where we were in Gestad, and there, I think the, episode, the name of the episode called, was called Swiss Miss. And Archer was being oh, hit right. on by this girl oh, Lord. That, yeah, who that was, was I, don't, I don't even remember what the final age that we settled on, but like she was 15. There's a great line in there. Do yeah. you remember the line? Uh, did it have to do with... Uh, it had to do with Alabama. Age of consent, right? Yeah, age of yeah. consent. It's like we found out the girl was 15, but that was fine in Germany. And so Archer says, oh, my God, what is Germany, the Alabama of Europe? Right. <laughs> and I love that line. Uh, <laughs> I love that line. It was good. But the, we went back and forth with the network because the truth of the matter was, and I, I'm going to get these numbers wrong, the truth of the matter was that the age of consent in Germany was like 15. But to American audiences... And, and, and Alabama is much lower. <laughs> <laughs> to American audiences, that like was too creepy to have Archer being hit on by this girl. Archer always rebuffed her, but they made us like adjust her age up a notch or two, just so that we, even though the truth of the matter was different, they they didn't like it. The other one was early on as well. Archer, um, there was a baby tossed. Archer tossed a baby right. into the air so that the people that were holding guns on him would want to catch the baby and drop their guns, and that right. was what he used to disarm the situation. And so they said no to having underage people hit on Archer and yep. no to throwing babies. Except in Germany, where it's totally fine to throw a baby. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So my question was going to be a little That's exactly right. Um, there are things that <laughs> there are things that um, usually ninety nine percent of the time Adam Reed writes the script. In this season, that episode you just watched was um, written by a great guy named Mark Ganek. Um, but uh, yeah, that was really great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but Adam frequently writes. Adam's uh, a thousand times smarter than I am, and so he will frequently write stuff that is very erudite and then he likes that you have to look it up because I think he's probably given more money to Wikipedia than any person alive because he feels like he owes them like because he will have to look up something himself but there are references in there that every time we get a script we will have to look it up to make sure that we're doing it right but there's also a tonnage issue where you don't want to do it all the time but frequently, I mean, how many times have you gotten a script and had to look up a name? Uh, probably more than anything pronunciation of certain things, right? Like the yeah. um, uh, but you mean watching the show? Well, just in general, like you. Well, yeah, I'm not familiar season. with even the reference from uh, from this episode. Right, there, was, the, there was one, right? I know what a cloaca was. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll see you in the lobby. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Yes, ma'am. No. No further questions. Yeah, we don't make this show like a proper cartoon. 
which is a proper cartoon, you would have all your scripts written beforehand and all your storyboards done beforehand, and then the actors would come in last. Uh, we like to do them all at the same time because we feel that each one of them informs each other. And like hearing somebody talk inside of a scene changes the way that we do a scene. But for the most part, in the past seasons, there is not as much improv as you would think there are because Adam writes his scripts pretty tightly. Most of the improv comes in when all the people are yelling at each other. And it's just like, because it, like John yell at, like the script will literally say, Archer yells something funny in the middle of something, you just, and that's where the most of the improv takes that's place. That's where I shine, yeah. <laughs> it's usually an improv like, oh, no! <laughs> what are some of your favorite different uh, group yelling moments that you've had over the years, John? I, I, I actually hate that part of it when it says just everyone and then yell something, and I always come up with pretty much, oh, no. <laughs> How many different oh, ways go, do you... Oh, God. Maybe but so. after all this time, too, there's a lot of stuff that we asked John and, and others to say that we should just probably take it from somewhere else. Like, it's just like the, the I, amount of times that John's yelled, oh, no, I feel. Yes, you shouldn't make me do it anymore. <laughs> no, it's like, no. It's I a, know you have libraried like, yeah. like 6,000 oh, no's. It, it's, uh, do you, Taylor so, and Chad, do you guys think it's difficult to do it at the same time? Because it is not a proper thing. The most difficult part is when there's action under it. Because you don't know what they're going to say. Like there was a slap fight that you had in uh, the first episode when uh, we're talking about Cyril being stinky. He had been, I think you had farted on him. Archer had farted on Cyril. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you remember? Oh, yeah, in the and pod. You just can't, you can't anticipate like what the actors are going to say. And sometimes the animators can kind of fill in the gaps there, but... When we're, when we're storyboarding it, you really never know. Yeah, sometimes uh, in my head, I'll hear John's voice and be like, all right, he's, it sounds like he's angry, so I'll make him a little angry. Then it's very calm, and so I have to go back and fix his, his expression. Uh, his I'm gestures. I'm sorry. Puts how, do you feel, always how do you feel about Taylor hearing your voice in her head all the time? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm mad at you. Oh, well, I just want to stay angry so that you're, you're always... Would awesome. you say, would you go, oh, no, Taylor, maybe? <laughs> Say it now? Yeah. No. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not your puppet. Uh, anybody else? Well, I have to say the first time I think we uh, ever sort of rearranged a scene might, might have been this season, like on the fly. This, this season we are doing more that improv was the first and, more, time, yeah, and yeah. more like, nah, this isn't working. Let's change it up. We're going to come. We, we've come back. I, mean, I don't know if that's happened with other actors before because we record the show separately. So I do my parts alone. Everybody else the same. But, yeah, that was the only occasion where I remember we switched the scene around a little bit. Yeah. This, this season we have, especially as we've gotten into the middle of it, done a little bit more of this is working, this is not working, we'll come back and do it later. Um, because, you know, you, the one thing is, like, you're making episode four, and then you have a problem in episode four. We know that we're going to be recording with John and the gang on episode six, and so we'll come back and do some small reworks uh, inside of there and then make Taylor and Chad jump through a couple of hoops. Right. But prior to that, I would say, like, on the whole, all that would be the nine, eight seasons, uh, very little improv, right? Because yeah. the, the show's written so tightly. And which, and which is crazy, because um, to a person, all of our main cast actors are very, have very, very strong comedic backgrounds and very strong improv comedic backgrounds. Um, but it was, it's written in such a way that it was more about the delivery and them knowing their characters really well. Like, we'll frequently get a thing from John or Jessica or, or whoever says, like, 
I, he wouldn't say this, and he and he wouldn't do it like this because they, John knows Archer better than uh, almost everybody else besides Adam and myself know him. Maybe Casey. And Casey, who's a, a, an executive producer this year as well. Yeah. Uh, any other questions? Shh, quiet. We do. We do a, a lot. A couple of other things. We're working on some other stuff uh, for for FX. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be announced, but FX has been working diligently uh, on the FXX side about uh, a late night block of programming that is a mix of adult animation and adult short form content. And we've made um, some stuff for that that's been you know and it's still ongoing. That's in the can. And uh, I know John is in one episode for me of a John Hodgman show that we're doing. And but uh, I think. I'm just assuming FX is going to announce when it's happening, like three or four months from now. Um, you'll see a bunch of stuff like that out there. Uh, and there's a couple other things uh, sprinkled out. But um, working on anything for 10 years uh, is, is amazing to get to know uh, all the people. Uh, you get to really know your actors and, in some cases, despise them. Oh, oh. Oh, you mean, no, I'm not, I'm not talking to anybody in particular. Right, you're not saying you despise me. You're saying no. I despise uh, Chris Parnell. Yes, right. No. That's why we made him a Nazi last season, because... Because uh, in real life, he is basically... So there are a couple of other things going on, but this has been uh, an absolute joy to get to work on something so, so long. It's very rare. I love that. Uh, that was me doing that, and Adam Reed, my partner, hated it. Uh, he thought it broke the whole conceit, and so that, that cowboy hat yeah, is he an example the of the Velociraptor thing. So there's a back... I don't know if anybody in this audience remembers what DVDs are, um, but back when there were DVD extras, the very first DVD extra that we did was we took the entire... Uh, and I think Chad was, Chad was the, the associate art director for that, but we took the entire pilot episode... And just like putting the cowboy hat on Archer for no damn reason, we took every single scene, everything that Archer was in, and we didn't change anything else about the episode, but we made him a velociraptor. And he just went, and nothing else at all changed in the entire episode. And the thing that made me sad was I had designed it as a joke, and this was going to be the joke, which is the pilot episode, stuff happens, and there's a, a standoff in the end. And I wanted the velociraptor for like 18, 19 minutes to just be Archer, and then and in the very final standoff, it was going to break whatever else was doing, and he was going to eat everybody that was in that thing. And Adam was like, I don't like that we're doing this. He's not going to eat everyone. Just do it. Get it over with and be quiet. But I loved it. Uh, you, did you ever see that Velociraptor thing? I think I saw it, yeah. Chad, do, I, I'm assuming you were the one yeah, that did, that I, I did it, did it. it. Yeah, we, we drew the, the raptor for that. And then... I think there was such a backlash that the next A lot DVD, of people hated it. Yeah, it was well hated. The next oh, really? super hated. <laughs> the next I DVD, loved it. we did the rise and fall of Archersaurus. Oh right. The yeah. next season there's a DVD extra. <laughs> yeah. And he like he like hit hard times about how terrible it is and how it wasn't well received and how everyone hated it. And we said there was an actor who played the Velociraptor and he was like drunk and living on Skid Row now. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Wait, is that the last DVD that was made? No, I think that like we did some we did some stuff like as late as season seven, but that Velociraptor wow. thing killed me. Yes, sir. One of my favorite things about the show are all the random crossovers between like Conan, Kingsman, and uh, Bob Burger crossovers. Are there other plans to do more crossovers? Well, uh, to a person, we all 
fucking hate Bob's Burgers. We're just, we're firm on that. We're firm on one thing. That's a shit show by shit people. And I think that we all here can agree upon that. Can we agree upon that? Everybody? John? I agree. I love those guys. I love Lauren. I love uh, Jim. Uh, I love the actors we've all gotten to know. They, all, the, all the actors from Bob's pretty much have been on Archer. Yeah, that's true. Eugene uh, and Kristen. And, yeah. I've gotten to know Eugene and Kristen. And it's just, they're just the couldn't be a lovelier, love, love, lovelier group of people. Uh, the crossover stuff, it doesn't feel like us because we're not a pop culture show from the standpoint of we talk about whatever's going on right now. Um, we kind of created our own universe and stuff, and so it always takes me out of place. The best we ever did was the opening where it was John had lost his mind and he thought yeah. it was Bob, and that was great. But that was like integrated into a right. Like it was integrated into, into, into the this, story, into Archer's world. And Lauren was nice enough to. And the other things it. were more gimmicks for right for promotion, right? Like yeah. our like the Conan thing. The Conan thing. We were actually we were talking about that earlier today because. Um, that I directed this, uh, so I wrote this crappy script for Conan uh, and uh, John uh, and Conan and Archer to be together, and it was okay. And then we did the record session, and um, I had never met Conan before. Uh, he's legitimately six twelve. I know, and I'm legitimately like three feet. <laughs> and um, so I was, so I was directing the session for this mediocre script that I wrote, and Conan. And John made it like a really good script, and I'm really proud of that like little four minute thing. But that wasn't me. That was John and Conan, who who have known each other forever. And John John did a lot of skits uh, for Conan over the years. And to listen to that was a treat just for me as like a person who likes comedy to sit there and listen to John and Conan figure out what was funny, what was wasn't funny, and then um, to to make everything that I thought of. Well, that also, I felt bad as a person because my shit was so terrible and theirs was so good. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it was fine. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think it was that bad. It was bad. <laughs> but not that bad. Uh, but that is one of my favorite crossovers, that Conan thing. Just in, uh, not just because of the final product, but listening to John and, and Conan um, kind of mess around. And you guys probably had a pretty good time making it. I mean, it's uh, yeah. yeah, I, mean, I think you know. yeah, I loved it. It was one of my favorite DVD extras that we've ever done. It actually, it was on the Conan show, right? Yeah. But yeah, it was brilliant. It looked great, uh, and it was super funny. Nice show. Well, yeah, thanks to me, but <laughs> tell, tell your boss. Anything else? I got five. I got just got a couple minutes left. Uh, in the back, sir. Uh, for John, uh, is there a special or any kind of process that you go through when you go through a voice session? And so, how does that differ from what you do? Uh, well, <clears throat> mainly the 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 way they do it is different. Like in Archer, I, Matt and Casey, uh, the other producer, uh, they're on the phone and we read scenes together, and I'm alone. But Bob's tapes uh, with all the actors sort of together, so it's more, I guess, more like live action, where you take a, you, you just do the scene three or four times. Uh, and I'm in New York with a few of the actors, and some of the actors are in L.A., so it's definitely different uh, the way it's done. Mm -hmm. There's two different theories when you're making cartoons, like do you do singles or do you do groups? Uh, I have always preferred to have, the, the, the really the reason we do singles is, 
for me and also for to make it easier on our actors, which is I prefer to have the complete control of all the VO. And when you record as a group, um, you get more naturalistic and you get a little bit better improv sometimes, but yeah. then you can't really cut those lines apart because you have uh, bleed over on the microphones. There, there's de definitely schools of thought about which way to do it. I think Bob's is fantastic in the way they do it. And I put the onus on our editors to make it feel like all those people were in the same room together when in actuality, I don't believe you've ever recorded with another person in the room. I, I think Conan was the only time we ever did yeah, that, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why that was so good. Oh my God, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> well, like initially, the Bob's came from like the, the way that he did it was started at the show before that, which was home movies. And they would leave the bleed over. I mean, except when you, you know, you could hear whatever the slap back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they used to have to figure out a way to isolate the audio, but yeah. They, yeah. Every audio studio in the world tells you that they can eliminate the bleed over with some baffling and stuff, and it's always a lie. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why that show was canceled. <laughs> home Movies was great. If you haven't seen John in Home Movies, do yourself a favor. Well, thank you everybody for coming out today. I appreciate it. I do love Austin, Texas. Uh, I will always love Same Austin here. University. Love it. Uh, it's great. And also the Alamo Draft House. I mean, I'm really happy to be here. It started something, I think, a long time ago that um, has just been uh, wonderful. And also, I'd like to thank uh, my folks that came out here with me. Taylor Paris has just done a wonderful job leading our storyboard crew. Chad Hurd uh, as our, keeps all of our stuff in line. And uh, that's it. That's all the people I'd like to thank. Wait, 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 wait. But, yo, that's all right, fine. John Benjamin, everybody. The TV Campfire is produced by Caitlin McFarland, Emily Gibson, and AJ Myers, along with our audio partner, Five Ohm Productions. Mark your calendars. ATX TV Festival Season 9 is happening June 4th through 7th, 2020 in Austin, Texas. For more information, visit atxfestival.com and follow us on social media at ATX Festival. And be sure to check out our episode notes for a very special discount on badges exclusive to the TV Campfire podcast listeners. As always, please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. And stay tuned for even more exclusive releases each week. <laughs>